0: Hi, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of Books Are Chic. I am so thrilled to welcome this author to the podcast today. I have yet to chat with her. I'm a huge fan, and we are here to celebrate her latest thriller, Girls and Their Horses, which I just finished. It is so good. I feel like it will be one of the best thrillers of the summer. I am so excited to welcome Eliza Jane Brazier. Welcome, Eliza. Thank you so much for having me, Courtney. So excited. I am so I am so excited to have you because I am a huge fan and I've seen this book on like every single beach read list, which I was so excited to get a copy of and read. Um, But now that you just did a little house tour, I get the whole horse thing that I can't wait to ask you about. There's actually a horse at Eliza's house. I'm like, literally,
1: I'm like, I'm like a horse girl and a Disney adult. So I'm like the most, like the worst combo that you can possibly
0: be. Wait, I, I love that too. A Disney. Okay. So, okay. Okay. Well, first let's just get all the, the basics out of the way. Tell us like a little bit of your background. This is your third thriller.
1: Yeah. So it's my third adult thriller. Um, And then I guess like, so yeah, I've been writing sort of off and on. Like, well, I mean, I'm always sort of like trying to, you know, be published, but for probably like seven years. Um, and then I've been in the horse world. Like I've been riding horses. And so I was like five and I worked in the horse industry. Um, can you hear my dog barking or is it okay? It's good.
0: I love <laughs> it. I feel like this is like an experience. I'm in the <laughs> Eliza Jane world. <laughs> um, Yeah.
1: So it was like exciting to be able to combine those two things, you know, riding and riding. I t- I feel like I talk about them both, and because they sound similar, it can be very confusing.
0: <laughs> for people. I have never ridden on a horse ever. Oh my gosh. Why Which is I, that? Like I don't know. No, like, I don't know. And then, like, my son had a birthday party in the fall, and there was like a horse. And I was so tempted to like jump in the line with the kindergarten and be like, I'm doing, I'm joining. <laughs> But like, I can't believe it. So I feel like I have to like do that at some point.
1: Yeah, I agree. I mean, you should try it, man. I mean, I like, I love it. Like, I think that certain people just sort of love it, but it's such a special kind of like, I love animals. um, And I feel like with horses, you have like such a special connection. And it's not even about just riding them. Like, even if you went and hung around a horse, like, I think you can really get something from that and like learning about them because they're really like such like, amazing like sort of like very sort of magical animals I think
0: yeah I feel like everything I've seen with like they're just like intuitive in a way or something, yes, you yeah you know,
1: yeah because they're I mean they're herd animals so they're super sensitive to other like living things around them because they're kind of like a flight animal so they're always trying to like figure out if they need to run or not basically so they can like really sense your emotions like they can sense like fear obviously mm-hmm. like Or all these kind of things to like a level that I think is like so it's just so interesting and they're also just really like like they're so in a way they're just so like they're so like sort of obedient and easy to train um which I think is also kind of really interesting like much more so the dog you know there and um yeah it's pretty cool
0: (laughs) what is your horse's name
1: Tennessee I named her well so she's part Tennessee walker and also Tennessee Williams is my favorite author so it's like okay
0: oh i love that oh yeah. i love that tennessee okay first writing author question would be why the thriller genre like what made you like do you love this like are were you always reading this like how did you fall into this
1: yeah i mean i feel like you know i love books so i think in thrillers for sure i feel like part of the reason though is cuz i have like really bad anxiety um, and so I feel like I kind of think thriller-ish naturally because I'm like always imagining the worst case scenario. So I think that in a way it was like kind of, it's kind of therapeutic for me because I feel like thrillers in a way, they're kind of like about like control of like over chaos, you know? So I feel like that's kind of why, like I feel like sometimes even when I try to write something that's like a straight, like not a thriller,
0: kind of comes out
1: like twisted. because <laughs> I'm No, so, I like- feel like-
0: <laughs> that I feel like that makes total sense. Like you're, you're like therapeutically working through yes. bad things.
1: Totally. Yeah. And it like, just gives you a place to like, kind of put like that kind of like to put your anxiety. I think it is actually helpful to me.
0: Yeah. I feel like I almost feel the same way as a reader and lover of thrillers. And I've actually started reading thrillers where I've had to stop because it's like my worst fear and I'm like I need to come back oh, to this I'm not ready yeah. to get into this and oh, then yeah. I'll p- power through and feel so accomplished but I'm like okay this is a book but I'm like no this could like happen
1: no totally I totally I know what you mean it's like even like I'll write stuff that to me like I'm really I really am afraid of and and then I'm like I don't know if I could read my thing <laughs> like, if it wasn't me writing it I'd probably yeah. be like by it I totally because it is like a way to like a place to actually like Examine that, or just like kind of experience it in a weird way.
0: Yeah, well, I feel like that too about all like I love listening to like true crime podcasts and stuff, and then I'm listening to it like driving to work, and I'm like, okay, this is like, and it's like dark out. I'm like, why am I? It's like a slow torture, but I'm like, I need to find out what is going on. But I feel like that started. I don't know if when you were little, it started for me at such a young age because I would watch unsolved mysteries. Yeah, for sure.
1: Yeah, and cause then, my, first, yeah, my first thriller was about podcasts, is not it? So that's like, yeah, because totally my mom's obsessed with that kind of stuff. I mean, everyone, I think it's kind of, but then also it is like a really a place where you can deal with, like we we're saying, like, like your fears about stuff or even like your trauma. Yeah, it's not really a place like for you to talk about that without like depressing the hell out of everyone. <laughs> it's like, nice to have like this kind of world where it's like, it's actually okay to talk about that kind of stuff. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. And I mean, people love thrillers. So it's obviously, you know, doing the right thing for readers and, you know, people who listen to those types of things. Um, when you get an idea, what type of writer are you? Like, do you just like have like a, you know, a whole outline? Do you just go right for it? Do you do like characters first?
1: Um, I feel like, so I don't really outline. I feel like in the past when I've outlined or even sometimes when you're like writing scripts, you have to outline. It's really not like it hasn't ever really worked for me because I'm such like, um, like a perfectionist, I guess, in a way that I feel like if I outline some outline something a certain way, I'm like, Oh, I have to stick to that outline because if I don't, then I failed. You know what I mean? Like I couldn't make it work. Like Mm -hmm. I said, I was going to do this and I didn't do it. So, And so it ends up feeling really forced and like unnatural. So I usually try to kind of have a general idea of where I'm going, but I personally try to have the story like arise naturally from the characters. So I would try to have those, you know, know who the characters are, know like what their arc is and kind of where they're sort of headed over the course of the story and then just try to get everyone there.
0: (laughs) Yeah. No, that, I mean, you have like, Girls and their horses, like I said, I wrote out the characters before, and I love that you each chapter is dedicated to a character and it's all of their perspectives, which I love. I think in a thriller, it's the best because it's almost like a bazillion little thrillers, and because you're trying to figure out who's doing what, which <laughs> yeah, I love. Yeah. Um, but I, um, just lost what I was going to say after doing that because I'm thinking of the book. But okay. So, yeah. So, that's what you did. That's perfect. Um, So, with this, obviously, you have a horse. You are fully dedicated, leaning into the horse world. But what did you – which I love. But how did you come up with this idea? And I – it's so funny because as I was reading this, my kids don't ride horses for, like, a hobby – but I live in a town where there's a lot of like stables around and a lot of people do do that. And it's funny because after I finished the book, somebody on Facebook put up like my daughter had her first lesson and like kiss my paycheck goodbye or something like that. Yes. to the You know, <laughs> and and a lot of people do it around where I live. But I'm how did you get this idea? Because there is yeah. a dead body. Involved. Oh, that, yeah.
1: Well, I mean, I knew I had to have a dead body somewhere. Um, I think like, so the original kind of like germ of the idea, I used to actually teach horseback riding to kids. So I taught in Orange County and in Los Angeles, and I'd be working with like these like kids of like, you know, the rich and famous. Yeah, And kind of just be, it was just interesting to like observe the different dynamics between parents and kids. Like you'd have some parents who were like way more invested than the kid or, you know, sometimes opposite. But I think, yeah, like specifically I would look at like, I'd meet these like, mothers who had grown up without money who always wanted to ride horses but couldn't afford it and then now that they had money they wanted to kind of like give that life to their kid and you know oftentimes the kid could like not be less interested and it was just interesting to me because it's like I don't think that it's a negative impulse to want to give your kid like this dream life that you never had or even just to Mm -hmm. give them something you think is like perfect you think it's like beautiful you know but it's it's interesting because at the same time it can be kind of dangerous to do that because you're not really sort of factoring in what the child necessarily wants, um, and you can kind of lose sight of, you know, sort of reality, I guess. And so I I was really interested in that, and I was just interested in this question of like how to be a parent because I think there's you have such a um, an influence over your kids, and there's so many decisions you have to make. Um, in a way for them. But then there's also things where you need to be hands off. And it's like, where does it sort of I just think it's so tricky. Like, I think there's certain questions that there's no sort of easy answer to. And I think like how you should influence your children is one of them where it's like, you know, you don't want to be completely hands up, and you don't want to be too hands on. And I yeah. think if you have a question that doesn't have us like, um doesn't have an easy answer, it's like, it can just generate endless story, you know?
0: Yeah. No, you're totally right. And I was reading this and in the back of my mind, I was thinking like, I would ask you, you know, what the sort of horse, and obviously, you know, firsthand, not even just being, you know, a a horse enthusiast, but you taught children to ride. But I'm like, this world must have been really like cutthroat if you're competing and stuff like that. It must've been like intense in a way, I'm guessing. Because I was thinking of as a mom with young children and sports, And how when I played sports, when I was little, you could like dabble into like you could just be like, I'm going to try this. And everyone be like, great. Like, who cares if you're good or not? And I think now our culture like has created a world that's like (laughs) you need to start as you're like exiting the birth canal of sport. And if you and if you're not doing it, then then like it's too late. And I'm like, that makes no sense to me.
1: Yeah. And so many parents have this, are so committed to this idea of their kid being an athlete, which I just think is actually sort of, I don't know if I see the positive when you're talking about high competition level, because it's like they're going to injure themselves. It's very interesting to me. I mean, I'll I'll, like go off on a tangent, but like it's strange to me, but it's very true that people have this thing where it's like, oh, this is like my seven year old and he's going to be a basketball player or he's going to be a country music player, whatever it is, has to be the most extreme thing. You know, Mm -hmm. it's just man. Everyone is interesting. Um, I would say honestly, like with horseback riding, I feel like I had overall like positive experiences. But when you're writing a when you're writing a thriller, you really have to heighten everything. And I'm sure, like I know, obviously of like you know little like rumors or things like that. And I'm sure that there are barns that are like uber toxic. Like even speaking of true crime, like two days ago, my mom was sharing with me that there was that true crime story. It's like Michael Barazone, who was like a dressage trainer who shot one of his students. And I don't even know about this. So, but it was funny when I'm watching that because I was like, dude, I totally can see because there is certain things about barn life that can become really toxic, I would say. And like one of those things is that when you kind of join a barn and start training, it's like you're a part of the family. Yeah. And everyone's super close, everyone is competing for the attention of the trainer they're competing. There's a limited number. Like everyone is really passionate about horses, but there's not that many good horses. Like, I think you kind of see that in the book. There's like not that many good horses unless you have a ton of money. And so everyone's competing for rides on like these limited amount of resources. So it is, it's very, it's definitely like intensely competitive and there is a huge barrier to like even be able to play, I guess, you know, there's, like a huge barrier to entry when it comes to like money. So it is super competitive for sure. But there's like- the sides of it, you know, there's also this sort of warmth and there's like, you know, people obviously being around horses, I think is so good for you. So, yeah, it's interesting. I definitely had to play up the dark side for the book, though.
0: Yeah, no, there was definitely there was definitely a super dark side. But I saw what you just said, that sort of sense of like and I'm sure for a lot of people like community. And like you said, people get really close. It's like family. But I think if you find something you're so passionate about, it's like a sense of belonging and like, you know, you've sort of found your thing and, um, which I feel like was in the book as well for, for some of the characters, but no, I, I totally agree with you. And I'm just like, I don't get, all of that and I hope that I won't be that parent I'm just like have fun who cares like you yeah. know like but just, it's,
1: it's hard though because no it's hard you're against these other I feel like there's a lot of people when you play you know what it's like when you play like I feel like it's worst with like you know soccer or things like that where it's like there's these like parents and the way that they behave makes it impossible for anyone to have fun <laughs> like uh
0: yeah like one <laughs> trillion billion percent I watch it and I'm like Okay. I mean, I try, I will like say that I have a voice that comes out of me when I'm cheering um, for my kids and their team that I did not think really existed until I was put in a position where I was like, let's go. But then I was just like, okay, I," you know, that's the max. And I mean, I'm not like screaming, you know, like I'm not screaming at them when they get off the field, like, <laughs> what were you thinking? You know, and I've seen that, like, I'm like, okay, they're like five, yeah. <laughs> like, no,
1: yeah, it's Um,
0: But I do think that and while I was reading this book, I think the other piece of and, you know, whether it be horses or sports, it's like and like you were saying, they want to compete to ride. on. It's like, what's the money that you can put into it also makes like a big difference. And I feel like that you know, puts other kids at a disadvantage. Like, you know, it's like for sports, it's like club, like, it's like all these kids do club and then it's like yeah. the kids that don't. And then you're like, okay, is that, if I'm not doing club, is that like a problem? And you're like, no, it's fine. It's fine. Like you could still be a great athlete, you know, and not have to amplify or pay. Yeah, into
1: Yeah, no, totally. I mean, that's the thing. It's like for me. So I never even owned a horse until two years ago because I there was no way in like hell that I could afford it and so I ended up working in the industry because of that because it's the only it was the only way for me to even be around horses and I really loved horses and so many of the people that I was working with it was the same kind of thing and all of us are just like working 60 hours a week like I would very rarely be allowed to ride a horse you know at any of the mm-hmm. places. That worked which is I mean I mean I don't think like I said I don't think riding is the only thing that matters but it was like still like because there was such a high level of competition and also such a high level of like people were way better than me so it was like I wasn't going to be the person that they were going to be putting on this like nice horse you know what I mean yeah Um, yeah but like that was that's like the only and so it's even like there's a huge barrier to even learn because I couldn't afford to take lessons either right like kind of hanging out being around you know being around everybody and kind of like wishing, but there was just no way,
0: yeah. So. And you, like you said, you found a way you worked, and then eventually, you know, you could have your own horse, but that was yeah. way later, way later in life. yeah, um, okay. Give everyone like a an elevator picture summary of what um girls and their horses is all about besides horses, which we clearly <laughs> dove in, which we clearly dove into,
1: yeah. um so basically, I mean, I'm going to mention horses, but it's the story of, (laughs) um, it's the story of like a mother who's just looking to connect with her daughters um, through like a shared love of horses. And they move to this really elite community in Southern California. um, And they kind of dive into this all-consuming world. And there's like egotistical trainers. There's sort of these cliquey mean girls. There's competitive mothers. Um, And just as they're drawn deeper and deeper into this world, it becomes more and more clear that someone is headed for tragedy. Dun, 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 dun.
0: and you and it and it like I said it's each chapter is a perspective of one of these characters and there were so many great characters in this book and you didn't know I mean you have the detective's perspective and you know that at the beginning but like you actually it was like a slow build because I didn't know where it was going there was definitely twists I did not see coming which I loved um but the characters were like I felt like I've seen pieces of these people and people like in small, you know, small town, and I know I'm relating it to sports, but I've seen traits of some of okay. the moms that I was yeah, like, sure. yeah, yeah, totally. Who was um who was your favorite character to write?
1: I don't I don't really know that I had necessarily a favorite. I feel like that'd be mean to say. <laughs> mean to say. Uh, but Who was like,
0: like the, the funnest to months.
1: write? Well, I feel like writing like the romance part was the most fun to me. I feel like I, yeah, that was probably to me like the like it's like more of like a, an escape and something different because I'm always writing these kind of like thrillers where it's like high octane, like everything's up here, and so it's nice to just do something that's kind of like a little bit more like
0: warm, you know? Yeah, no, that was a good that was a good line throughout the story, although it was like dicey. It was dicey romance. <laughs> it wasn't like a rom-com portion oh my god
1: (laughs) what I see this is what I mean though everything I do it turns out twisted
0: it was (laughs) was good though
1: it was a lot darker in like other versions because it's hard when you have because I had the female character's perspective but I never have the male character's perspective so it's like in that situation it's always hard to know wait but is he for real though (laughs) Yeah. Yeah.
0: No. Yeah. And he was right. He was sort of in the background, but he was there and you were like curious about it, but you fully get her perspective, which we won't say names. So people don't know. Um, I loved, um, I loved Maple. I thought she was great. Um, and I, I loved the two moms um, because they were so different. And like you said, that made, they were just like so cutthroat toward like, and the money. And like, all I could think about was like, just, I kept picturing like real housewives moms that yeah. were like, we're just throwing money around. Which mom did you picture? Yeah. I was picturing, um, I was picturing like Heather Dubrow a little bit. Oh God, for Heather? Um, well, I not not specifically, maybe for <laughs> Heather, not specific, just like that vibe, but also like, I was really picturing the Beverly Hills and OC people. Obviously it was in California, yeah. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. for some reason, those two, fr- do you watch Bravo? Oh,
1: no. Yeah. That's what I was asking. Cause like, <laughs> I, I, you know, I wouldn't say I base. I mean, you would never have like thought this, but I wouldn't say it, but I do feel like I have like Jill Zarin in my head when I was writing Jill. Things. Kind yeah, of, but also like Kelly Riley from Yellowstone as well. Like I just had her, in <gasps> a bit, so I think that's. I why. had
0: I had Yellowstone when you said like, um, Barnes and like community and closeness. I immediately thought of Yellowstone because like that to me like not I don't even know what barn life is like but that's like the one thing I have in my brain how close they are and how like they have each other's backs and like you don't mess with anybody and like whatever so when you said that that's immediately what I thought but I could picture her too because she's like so cutthroat and one of like the best characters on tv yeah um but yeah I just like thought of like luxe luxury like how bunny wasn't an object and for some reason housewives just because like they're always just like spending and I'm like that's nice no
1: Oh, you know what else, though? As well, okay. So the barn that I worked at in Orange County, like one of the moms who I never met, but she was on Housewives like briefly. I can't remember her name now. <gasps> um, but she was on the Orange County one, but like for a hot second. Oh, Lisa, she- we we need huh? to know who this is. I you can't, can't drop her. that. But then also, okay. so when I worked in LA, this is better though. When I worked in okay. LA, the barn I worked at, uh, Lisa Vanderpump kept her horse there, so oh, I would so. see her. Like on Sunday. Like a
0: was, like a full-size horse or the miniature horse uh, that's Roman? Okay. She had
1: like a full-size like gray horse. I believe what was told to me was that it was like one of those, uh, like a dancing horse that was given to her. And so she would come and Ken would drive her. And she, it was like intense. Ken would I love back. this. And he'd like pull up on the grass basically and just sit there and sort of watch her. And she was with the, work with the trainer, you know, and she'd sort We're of ride used- a pink bareback <laughs> pad with syrups.
0: Would you were you supposed to ride on the grass or was he just making his no, own No,
1: he, he was like driving on. The, and he, they had the course like they had like what is it? I don't even know what kind of car a Bentley like a
0: or something. Yeah, Rolls Royce, like, yeah, two hundred
1: fifty thousand dollars car. But yeah, there was like a few people there, but that was just funny because you know, of course, like I feel is.
0: like now that we've unearthed this, and maybe you've posted about this. I don't know that we've unearthed the secret that you're you watch Bravo, that <laughs> well, you would be like a perfect that person a to secret? do. But, <laughs> How could it be a secret? Oh this nugget God. of info of Eliza. Um, yeah. you should well, write something like a some reality like you would be perfect okay. to do some like murder reality like I, insanity.
1: I literally, this is like so crazy, but like a month ago I like auditioned for a reality TV show because I was like, I want to be on a reality show that I could so that I can write a book about it, <laughs> but I didn't get there. Bill, like, some... I feel like I need to get like some plastic surgery or something that I might be able to like pop on there
0: no we need like a famous author on a reality show I would totally tune in like or, like Eliza sign, Jane
1: you know, you'd have to sign like your you know that you wouldn't talk about it or profit off it or whatever yeah.
0: but I was like I just want to see what it's like I'm so interested can you say what you auditioned for now
1: I don't it, I, it honestly I don't know it ha- I mean it would be it still would be filmed yet and I don't think it has a name it was okay. like a random, like reality show that about a dude ranch or something okay so
0: what's like your it. oh my god I love that um mm-hmm. who this is not... okay we're spiraling I just have to ask oh, one more question because okay. I know, love it. I love I love reality tv what is your favorite reality tv show it's way too hard <laughs> I mean I watch like what's so like I... top
1: oh no I don't know I really I don't know I can't pick a favorite but, like, obviously, like, right now, of course, I'm watching, like, Vanderpump Rules, like, everybody, selling Sunset. I mean, and I watch OC, LA, and New York. Um, and then the
0: girls' trip once.
1: I mean, yes. I mean, my family are always talking about, like, you know, I'm always looking for a new one because I just love them.
0: Wait, did you watch Miami?
1: <laughs> I haven't seen that, no. Do I actually have- haven't seen a lot of them, to be <gasps> honest. Okay, I'm
0: you like, have crazy. to do you have to do Miami. Miami was like peak and I've watched from the first season of OC, which I probably was way too young, to, but I was like, I'm in. Yeah. Cause I watched all the other like old, re- like real world, all that stuff. Yeah. But Housewives of Miami is like peak house. Like you can't even believe it. Yeah. I feel like
1: I can do it. You know, when you you're can. like, cause there's like, I haven't seen Jersey or things like that or Atlanta. Like I've seen little bits and pieces of Atlanta. I love Phaedra,
0: but, um, you're like, oh, this is a huge commitment because it's so many seasons. So many seasons, like 6,000 seasons. But I feel like you can dip in and out because it's like- No, I can't. Are you kidding me? Can't. <laughs> oh, Eliza's like, you can't. Man. I have. I had to do that with Vanderpump because I was so into it. And then I felt like I lost me a little bit when we lost like the OG people. And then I jumped back in when this all started going down. And oh, I felt yeah. like I didn't miss it. it I was like, boring. okay.
1: Yeah. It got
0: boring. Yeah, but it was boring, yeah. I feel like there could be a, rea- yeah, I do feel like there could be a reality show on a, like, on a ranch with, like, that and, like, b- the guys and girls involved. Like, I'm sure. Yeah, people working. I
1: actually think there's two different production companies that are, like, doing the same show, probably because of Yellowstone. But, yeah, we'll see if any of them actually sort of happen. But, you know, there's a writer's strike right now. So, like, reality
0: shows are kind of going to be churned out. Yeah, I know. The writer's strike. Um Okay. We can't pick a favorite character. Who was the most difficult to write?
1: Hmm. I don't think anyone really was difficult to write. I mean, (laughs) maybe they should have been. I don't know. Like, I tried it when I'm, because I've, well, I've never done this kind of thing, obviously, with multiple characters and stuff. But, like, my kind of, like, trick, I guess, to do it was I tried to, like, give every character something that was, like, personal, I guess, to me, so that I'd feel, like, connected to them so that I wouldn't let them kind of, like, Fall through the cracks, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. So like I have, like I told you, I have anxiety. Like I put that like in maple. Like feel like I like sort of maybe have a thing for questionable men. So that's like you know, Piper and like Vita. Like I totally get you. You know how that anger you feel sometimes when you don't get what you sort of like want or you don't think it's fair. You know what I mean? Like just so just like taking different things.
0: Yeah, she was good. <laughs> <Defying> them. <laughs> Yeah, she was good. I was like, oh, geez, we have all met one of those before. Um, I feel like I, like I said, I've never ridden a horse. I have never like experienced barn life, but, and I didn't even really know until recently. But then obviously when you've just joined in and I saw all the horse stuff, like yeah. you were the perfect por- person to write like a horse based thriller, that's because I felt like as I was reading it. I was there at the barn. Like it was so like perfectly like picturesque in the sense, you know, that you felt like you were actually there, but then also, you know, flipping the pages. Cause you're like, what is happening? And then like totally put twists. And that I did not see coming.
1: Awesome. <laughs> thank you. You're like,
0: that's what I wanted.
1: <laughs> yeah. That's like, hopefully fingers crossed.
0: <laughs> um, now, and I also could see this being a show.
1: Oh yeah. That's like, well, you know, cause I like, I'm always trying to adapt my own work. So like, I'm usually working with, you know, different people on stuff. And I really was like, dude, I want, I wanted to see if I could write something that was like a season of TV where there's like multiple characters that their storylines intersect. So I was mm-hmm. like, dude, why don't I just do that? It was really hard though. <laughs> cause it, like you said earlier, it was like writing five different books that happened at the same time and affected each other. So mm-hmm. if I say something in anyone's storyline, it could have like this tremendous knockdown effect. So it was really tricky, but it was super, like, it was fun challenge because I love, like, I love TV, man. I really love like a season of a show. I love like the interplay between storylines. I think that it's so like, cause it can, I think when you have different storylines that are happening at the same time and they, the way that they can intersect, it, it can like create something that is like a spark that you can't really have, That's yeah. more like real life. You know how in real life things will come together and you'll be like, oh my God. Like, it's such a cool thing to be able to have. And I feel like the only way to do that is by having these like kind of ensembles, you know?
0: Yeah, like a full cast. That's how you could do, like a full cast of characters. Yeah, those were always the best shows. And like, I could see this show being like those shows that like we would watch back in like the 90s where it would be like to be continued. And then you'd be like, oh my God, I can't even wait for that like, next week. <laughs> and then there'd be like a small preview and you'd be like, don't tease <laughs> Oh, i'm thinking like melrose place sir.
1: oh my god yeah right but but with horses it's even better
0: it's even better and like yeah. that would totally there's drama there's romance there's suspense yeah. all of yeah. it yeah now are you so is that like have you written stuff for your previous two books or this book yeah i've worked on things i mean
1: I have always like been involved so I've like written like I've never written scripts before or I've done like pitch things before so I've kind of been through that whole process obviously with the strike right now this is like on hold um but I will be working on this when all this is over if it ever ends um yeah which is so cool like I get like it you know I, I'll be I have like executive producer and and, and writer and creator kind of things put like credits you know that's but it is like such a tricky world I mean you you learn so much but it's just like you sort of never know what's going to happen so I feel like you're always kind of like well, yeah you know I'll learn something and I'll have a great experience and that's the most important thing I guess
0: yeah totally <laughs> yeah. I know I hope it do- I hope that it does I mean I it should absolutely be happening in the sense that right like without everything that we love and that we've talked about is due to you know the great writing that happens for these shows um so I but I do hope that there is some me resolution. Too. <laughs> it's like a bummer now are you already at work on your next book is it done yeah I'm,
1: it is honestly pretty much done I'm like doing like the little final I'm like kind of going it's at the point now where it's like I have to think about okay because I've gone through like all my editor notes and stuff Um and so I'm like at the point now where it's like I have to be like, okay, but am I happy with it? You know what I mean? Which is so tricky because you're kind of like part of you is like, but I did everything, I'm done. So I'm just like that kind of phase where I'm trying to be slow and be like, okay, is there anything that you think you could do better? Are you just being
0: lazy? Like whatever it is, you know. Yeah. What worlds, can you say what world you're taking? Yeah,
1: I can tell you it's, so it's totally different. So because this one was so character focused, um, I wanted to do something that was really like plot for plot forward for this one. <laughs> you know yeah. Um <laughs> right, stop. Um, so it's totally different. It's basically like, okay, so it takes place in Europe and it's on, sorry, I'm moving. Um these two people are on like an overnight train that's going from Florence to Paris. And mm-hmm. it's like a kind of girl, they kind of meet and they flirt. And then they actually like hook up. Right. Mm-hmm. And he disappears. And it's, we find out it's because earlier he was shot. Um, Cause he's like a contract killer. And so he kind of like passes out or whatever is, but she thinks he's ditched her. And so it's like, they're never going to see each other again, you know um, but then six months later, they're in the Hall of Mirrors in the Palace of Versailles and they see each other again and they think it's by chance, but of course it's not because one of them has been assigned to kill the other one and it kind of just takes off from there. So it's like this cross-country Europe, kind of like Mr. and Mrs.
0: Smith vibes. Ooh, I am excited for that. That will be next year. Next year? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That is Mm -hmm. exciting. Okay. We are going to do your chic list questions. Mm -hmm. Hold on one second. I'm going to bring this list up. Okay. Eliza Chiclist. Okay. The author that inspires you and in, inspires or inspired you the most and why? Um, For this book, definitely Leanne Moriarty. Is that how you say it? Um, yes. I, I really like, because I
1: loved that book, how she did all the different characters' perspectives. Like, I thought it was so, like, all the characters were interesting, you know? So I really, and I loved how her stories connected. So that was my inspiration for this one, for sure.
0: Yeah, that I could totally see that. There was so, I mean, you're right. She she did that too. I didn't even think of that. Um, current TV binge series. TV? <laughs> <What have laughs> I, I it's so hard when, you know, when
1: you like, are suddenly like, have I ever watched a show? I just <laughs> finished, because I was like, what? Um, this week I watched Never Have I Ever, final season. Woo! I okay. I even
0: started that. No,
1: it's but really I cute. It's like I am a huge Mindy Kaling fan. I really like love her writing. I think she's so funny. So that was I like, am too. yeah, it's okay, cute. Never.
0: I feel like I've heard that a lot. So that is on my Netflix list. Um, last favorite book and current read.
1: Um, uh, last favorite book. Um, I really liked um the Hurricane Blonde. I think it's coming out. In like a couple of weeks it's by Haley Sutton oh so true crime so it's like about this girl who runs like a true crime tour through Hollywood and so it's like true crime and old Hollywood which are like two of my favorite things
0: okay that hurricane
1: Currently reading you're so evil can you hear her like a lot or no
0: I know not really but I do hear a little I'm like oh I feel bad okay. she does <laughs>
1: She wants me to let her in, which I will in two seconds, honey. I love you so much. Uh, <laughs> I'm currently reading lessons in chemistry. Have you read that?
0: Yeah, it's really good. It's not yeah. what I thought it was going to be, but I was like pleasantly surprised.
1: Yeah, I don't. I'm like, I kind of, I'm still sort of in the beginning. I'm probably like the first 50 pages, but I'm like, dude, I'm like, there's so much more to go of this book. I'm like, where is this going? I don't
0: know yet, really. Yeah, so you I'm will ready. be, you will be surprised. It's really good. I and do. that's. I bet you that will be a great series when it comes out in the fall um sand or snow
1: sand or snow oh no that's so hard I don't know I actually probably kind of like snow more maybe because I grew up I grew up in like southern California I just feel like I'm not someone who'd hang out at the beach all day but I'd
0: totally hang out in the woods yeah that's so fine hard. I love that choice <laughs> um coffee or tea order tea tea
1: for sure I actually don't coffee like makes me like I'm really hyper, so if I have coffee, I think I get too hyper.
0: (laughs) It's over overdrive, overdrive it. Um, favorite bookstagram account. My God, this is so hard.
1: I'm scared straight.
0: Jordy's off the top of my head. Yeah, two. Those are two really good ones. Dennis is really good. Yeah. Um, he's also really funny and likes Bravo. I think. Yeah, I assume right. (laughs) I think I he, I he posts time. a lot of memes about it. So I feel like he must, um, name an author you'd love to have coffee or a cocktail with. Oh my
1: God, everyone. Um, gosh. like they're doing, so they're having like Steamy LitCon in Anaheim in August. So like a lot of my Berkeley, uh, Berkeley, like fellow Berkeley friends that I, um, I was going to say i like, matriculated with, that I debuted with yeah. are going to. So I'm super excited for that. So it's going to be like Allie Hazelwood, Lynn Painter, Lynn Liao Butler, Elizabeth Everett, Sarah, Zachary Zheng, like all of us. So I'm super duper excited for that. That's
0: like going to be awesome. That'll be really fun. That sounds really fun. What's it called? Steamy Lit Fest? Yeah, yeah.
1: It's Steamy Lit Convention. It was like a new like romance convention because I think like the old one was canceled or something. Um, so I thought it was never going to happen. I was like, how did these people pull this together? Like, it's kind of amazing. So yeah, it's going to be in Anaheim, which is like 30 miles from me. So. Oh,
0: awesome. That'll be so fun. Um, okay. Who is your style icon?
1: (laughs) Man, you have like tricky questions. (laughs) My style icon. Holy crap. I probably need one. Um, I, right now I like, I just discovered this brand Holland Cooper, they mm-hmm. make like equestrian stuff but it's like this sort of English brand I'm really into like that old school like English like
0: wearing tweeds and things like that so that's couple yes. I lo- I love that I love that look too um book you wish they'd made a movie out of
1: yeah oh, God you really are pulling these questions man it's tough I feel <laughs> like I on like the like hot ones or something <laughs> um book I wish oh my God okay I wish like the secret history, that would be cool. Like, but I would want, I wish it like they had made it when like Adam Driver could have played the spoiler alert murderer. I feel like he totally fits that role because he's like this sort of tall and scary guy.
0: Yeah, I'm surprised that nothing's been made out of that book yet. That's kind of surprising to me. Maybe-
1: yeah, no, because I like, when Paltrow had the rights at one point and that like made sense to me, but that was a long time ago. And now it's like, I don't know. It is tricky because I feel like so much about what works about that book is like the voice of the author. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, it's just like, she'll say these things and you're like, oh my God, that's so true. Or that's so funny. And yeah. I don't know if like you can really bring that across because it, without that, it's almost like it's just these crazy kids that maybe it's not <laughs> super relatable.
0: Yeah, no, to- I totally agree. Um, okay. Last question. This is not going to make you be like, I don't know what to say. Best advice for an aspiring writer or reader.
1: Um, or reader. Yeah. Oh writer God. or reader. Okay. Best advice for an aspiring writer. I mean, I guess I would just say like, um, oh God, now you said it wasn't good. Now it does.
0: <laughs> You're like, this is the hardest one yet.
1: Um, yeah, I would just say like, Like for my, I guess my advice for writers and readers would be different. I mean, my advice to writers. Okay. My advice to writers would be to read. Mm -hmm. And my advice to readers would be to be nice to writers.
0: I love that. Oh my God. That's such a great, I love that answer. (laughs) Readers should be nice to writers and support you guys. Okay. Tell us, tell everyone where they can follow you. Is Instagram like your main social media?
1: Yeah, I have like Instagram and then I like think my Facebook just like repost my Instagram. I only got Facebook for being a writer. And then I, you know, Twitter right now, I just feel like I don't understand it. So yeah, I'm on there though. And I'll like,
0: you know, follow you back on Twitter. What's your, what's your Instagram handle?
1: (laughs) It's Eliza Jane Brazier. So just my name. Okay.
0: Okay. Well, everyone, I feel like you need to come back on to do a, a reality show like Deep Dive conversation oh sure <laughs> well like prep all the things we need to talk about there's so many things we can discuss I oh, feel yeah. like no. uh,
1: Dude, we should do like, we should get like, I bet we could find some
0: people who are also into it. We could do like a little writer panel. Yes, thing. we should. That would be so fun. And I feel like that's what people want. <laughs> that They want to know, they want to know what authors are watching reality TV. Yeah, really
1: important.
0: Yeah, it's very
1: important. <laughs> yeah, um, I, I but I wonder when I open a book, I'm like, does she? Oh.
0: Well, anytime I've, I've chatted with so many authors and for the most part, like people will be like, and like, I watch Bravo. I'm like, celebrate this, like shout it from the
1: rooftops. I can't, I can't, I'm like too old to be embarrassed about stuff at this point, mate. No.
0: Yeah. No. I'm like, I'm like, like, um, tell me. Like, I get it. It's fine. Yeah. It's fine. It's fine. Everyone's watching it. And if you're not, you're lying. Um. (laughs) everyone can get girls on their horses. It's so good. It's like the perfect beach read. Thank you for coming on, Eliza. This was so fun. Um, thank and you. taking, taking the time and you're with Tennessee and your, what's your dog's name? That's July. The loud, the
1: noisy one. I mean, July. I probably
0: just let her in, but it's like by the time you're,
1: uh, yeah. I'm going to have to go back out again. So.
0: For July, we'll th- tell, yeah. give her a little hug for me for hanging in there, But <laughs> <She's>, uh, <laughs> but thank you so much again for real. No, thank you. And thank you everyone for tuning in.